The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla. Jim Cramer is back along with David Faber here at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Coming off that 6% up week for the S&P. Futures are red, though, as Eurozone inflation hits another record high. And this EU embargo of Russian crude has energy higher as well. Powell meets with the president today. Case Shiller home prices up 26 in March. Uh, versus a year ago, that is slightly more than expected. Our roadmap begins with Inflation Watch. The president unveiling his plan to tackle some high prices as he prepares to huddle with Fed Chair Powell. Plus a Shanghai shift. The city is set to lift that two-month COVID lockdown, and that is sending Chinese technology stocks higher this morning. We've also got oil rallying. The EU agrees to ban Russian oil. Moscow hitting back. We're going to start, though, with the markets and inflation on this final trading day of May might see some more positioning. Jim, what's, what have been your thoughts as we've put something together this last uh, week? Bull market within a bear market. Last week was extraordinary, plus 6%. There was so much that was good. We saw a lot of companies report. Uh, people told us they were disappointing. And then the stocks went up. So the people who said it was disappointing are missing the point, which is that some stocks have come down so much that they actually are ready to be able to handle uh, what people think are disappointment. Yeah, it's price target cut, price target, price target, but we're, we're no longer there. If you have China or Russia, people are asterisking it. They're saying, don't worry about it. And I think they feel even more strongly, David, when they see this morning that there are some uh, and, uh, easing of lockdowns. Yes, uh, not unimportant. We all talked a great deal about the impact that's had on the Chinese uh, economy, not to mention supply chain disruptions that have been worsened as a result. Right. Um, the question will become how quickly can things really recover? Uh, and, you know, you have a population that's ready for the next potential lockdown as well, may still be somewhat reluctant to sort of fully participate uh, and or get right back out there when it comes to those lockdowns. Well, I, I got some feedback this week from someone who was saying, who's, who's over there, uh, an executive, who said, you know what, Jim, your whole rap is that they could be using Western medicine, everything fine, but how about if they stop COVID? How about if COVID's dead there? That's actually pretty amazing. Uh, I came back and said it's kind of like a -a whack-a-mole thing. It just keeps pointing up. But I do think that that what I saw from Unison this morning is not a country that's open. It's a country that people are getting around. But I don't don't know. It may be uh, reports of opening are exaggerated. 
Uh, they are going to, at least in Shanghai, where it's been the locus of the shutdown, they're going to open some schools uh, starting on June 2nd, later on this week. Um, Foxconn today, Jim, uh, sees a more stable supply chain in the second half. So we're putting some pieces together. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, a lot of the companies, like you take NVIDIA last week, they, have, they make things there, they sell things there, and nothing happened. They sold no cars. You're not selling any cars over there. But you know, people can't stay away, David. They can't stay away from these Chinese stocks. They say, you know what? I am committed to losing money because it doesn't matter. It's just all big game. I don't play that game. I know. But if you trade them, and you could trade them potentially quite well, uh, if you're ready to short them and or sell them and then buy them back. I mean, Alibaba's had a huge move in the last, less than last week. It had a positive response to its earnings, even though they were, in terms of growth or lack thereof, not good uh, compared to the history of the right. company. Right. But compared to what uh, had been the expectations, they were they were much better. So, I mean, that stock has moved a lot, Jim. But that does not mean, sure. to your point, that it's made up anywhere near. No, it's uh, just what, You know, if you go back any any length of time, that 17 or 18, almost 18% move is a significant one. But go back two years and take a look at what Alibaba's done. This one's had a six, $700 billion market value. Still less than half that. Do they? I mean, I, I keep thinking in our country during the shutdown, Amazon would deliver product endlessly. Do they deliver product during that period? I think it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Right? It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Hard rain. Hard rain. Hard rain. I mean, when Eunice will do her live shots in Beijing, you will see bicycle guys out there behind her. Yeah. That's about it. That's now about things it. have picked up. You can actually judge to a certain extent where the lockdowns stand by watching Eunice's live shot. Now, she does it in Beijing, but last on Friday, uh, there were a lot more people around. Yeah? Yeah. So I think that's a, you know, you may want to just trade Eunice, Eunice's live shot. I don't, well, Eunice, uh, I think wherever she is, always seems like a lot of empty streets. It does seem like it's kind of a stage set. Let's have some. Cast, central cast members walk by. They're doing a lot to try show. to stimulate the economy over there. Uh, you know, first-time yeah, home buyers, yeah, a, lot, a, a lot, a host of different uh, potential things that they're trying to do. Well, how about in our things. country? We're doing some. We got some, a president's out there. Um, yeah, he's out there. He's out there. Uh, op-ed, op-ed in the journal today. Yes. Um, he's not going to mess with the, with the Fed. He Brian said the on our, president to meet the Fed. Yes. Uh, pres- uh, Brian Deese on Squawk. And then, of course, the meeting later on this afternoon. What do you think this is about? Well, I, I think there's really nothing you can do because, well, Medicare negotiation, that's not going to happen. Affordable housing, that's small. A job creation going from 500000 to 150000 that's nothing. He's going to be able to help. I think that the... Uh, that what was business as usual, he's still attacking our oil companies. Now, until he sits down with the oil companies, there's really not a lot of hope, but he hates them. I mean, it's visceral. At one point, he, he, he talked about oligarchs, and I was thinking, is he thinking about, like, the CEO of Exxon? Is that an oligarch? Darren was? Uh, no, he's not. No. Far from it. No, but I, the, they're the enemy. And I keep, no matter what they do, I mean, look, they, they can't, like, you know, become... Solar companies, some of them are trying, like Embers, but if you're, um, I don't know, let's call it Apache. Well, Apache's not going to be able to produce cleaner natural gas. They're still going to be a natural gas producer. And the president seems very committed to not like these guys. And yet they could be the only answer. They could be the only answer. And that's where everyone's getting hurt. Uh, we do have Barclays today raising targets on both Chevron and Exxon. Uh, to 196, 111, respectively. Um, and refining capacity, Jim, 
basically at a top. I mean, we, so much capacity was taken out during right. COVID. I mean, those guys are running at like 102%. When you run a refinery at that level, you know bad things start happening. They got to yeah. cool it down. So it's even going to get worse. Well, listen, the question you raised, Jim, I have to say, is one that we attack head on in the documentary that we're going to air uh, 24 days from today, June yeah, 23rd. Let me do that um, again. Thank you for I'm doing that. And that I know again. there's so much more to come. But it's, you're, it is the key question, which is they are, or they are trying or saying they want to be helpful in reducing carbon. Obviously, it's not going to be through the purchase of wind farms and solar arrays, right. not at least for for Exxon and not for Chevron, our two largest companies at this. Uh, yeah, but that's the, not what they're it looking It doesn't for. matter what they do. The president doesn't like them. Well, the president keeps thinking we're going to be filling our tanks with solar. No. We're green. No. I mean, no, because he wants us all to be electric. And there was a call this weekend, battery prices peaking. Well, listen, you know, it would be great if we were all electric. Let's well, not forget, in, of course. It would be great if you ran on water. The key is, yes, it would. The key is where you're plugging in your electric vehicle as well. Coal-based? Because if you're plugging it in, in a state that still derives a lot of its electricity from coal, you're not really doing well, much to reduce carbon footprint. Coal's in short supply. Coal's in short supply. And coal but in, you agree that we should be cutting our carbon footprint, do you not? No, I'm, I'm in favor of a larger carbon footprint. What do you think I'm like? You're not a climate change no, denier. No, no, no. I, I, I like Larry Fink and, you know, 2030, you got to have your plan. No, David, I'm not in favor of pollution. What, what, I didn't say you were. I just want to clarify. Yeah. That is. I, I mean, clarify. I, if I were a size 10 uh, footprint, I wouldn't be a size 8. Got it. Okay. You're, uh, you're, to your point, though, Jim, over the weekend, Goldman did cut their target on cobalt, on lithium, oh. on nickel. They're going to drop over the next the two years. The end of the super cycle. And then, and then today, Jonas, Morgan Stanley, uh, suggesting the chip shortage is ending right. and that OEMs, in Adam's words, are going to get flooded right. with chips. I wish that'd be the case. I know that there are uh, some of the I mean, on semis got more. And I know that Taiwan semis got more. But, uh, David. Yes, sir. Uh, there are some analysts who do like to write every day. Sure. They like to be heard. As they should. Do you know, like, you know Adam Jonas is like, do you know that Mick Jagger's back? He starts in Milan on Friday. By the way, The Who's been around, too. They, they were the last week. Guard. Yeah. The Who? Yeah. I the saw them when I was 14. Too, right? they're, still, they're, they're all back there. there. Yes. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Windmills and everything. Guitar at me. They still do. They still do. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. Now, Milan, apparently, the Rolling Stones don't really sing anymore. That's what I hear. Oh, That's what I hear. What are you talking about? I, I don't know. I saw them in Nashville in October. They look pretty good. Yeah. Yes. yes. Where well, you see them in Nashville senior living? And I, can you believe he's <laughs> spreading rumors like that, that they don't no, sing Okay, anymore? no, but I'm talking about Jonas writing as much as Mick sings. Okay. Okay, but you just said he doesn't That's sing now. That's right. So I'm not following. Well, Is Jonas writing a lot or not? Well... I think that Jonas... Oh, you think somebody else is doing the writing for him? Uh, no, no. I, uh, Adam Jonas is one of my... Look, he's one half of my favorite people. He's, <laughs> he's getting lips... He's lip syncing. He's got the brothers. It's a trio. I don't even... Well, back to our original point of inflation, though. You settle some of this. Um, we, we've we watched uh, how it happened to housing in the last few days. But at the right? same time, we, we are recognizing that the metals, uh, lumber all coming down. Retail Housing, inventories? Retail inventories. There's a glut. The glut, the friend, you could say that the that the Fed uh, created the glut. You could say that the, the, the guys had the wrong stuff, except for Macy's. You know, look, I think that the 20% increase in housing is insane, how that can stay. I think that that is people who locked in low rates in April, 60 days, and that beginning in the middle of June, we will see housing prices peak. Now, I have to tell you the Toll Brothers quarter was brilliant 
and Doug Yearly's amazing, and $900,000 homes people love. $900,000. $900,000. a lot of money. That's, that's really profound. Thank you. That's June 23rd. I know 23rd. that's the kind of insight Excellent. that you, uh, you come to rely on. For well, I, when I'm away, <laughs> I always tune in to David, and David will say, <laughs> which is really, you know, arms akimbo. I never knew what arms akimbo was until I talked to you. Yeah, or right. Right. Until you talked to yourself, and I just didn't answer. I think his June 23rd doc is going to blow the doors off of what's going on in energy. Oh, uh, that's very nice of you. I, I hope it adds to the conversation. That's what I hope it does. Look, look, they've yeah. got, oh my, wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's 8 p.m. I'm going to, come on that. Come and on then on, on YouTube. Me, come on the show. YouTube and Peacock. I'll come on any show to promote it anywhere, yeah. anytime. I'm I available. I it's going to be big. Um, big. Before we go, well, since you've been gone. We're not going anywhere. For, it's a special full hour. All right. <laughs> before we go to a commercial break. How about the broader market here? We had this, we had this sell off today's significant market. rally last week. And it's going to continue. you got to buy them today. You got to buy them you today. You bet you do, because this rally's not over. But this are we the, still in a bear market? It's a bull within a bear. It's a bull within a bear. Yeah, so that's I, the topic of my Thursday club call, the bull within a bear. Okay. But you can't rule out the power of the bull, because last week we finally had companies disappointed and the stocks went higher. Yes! Yeah. What are you thinking of when you say that? <laughs> Any NVIDIA. names? NVIDIA. 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 Okay. NVIDIA. There were a few uh, examples Snowflake. of those. Snowflake. Yeah. Snowflake, that's true. Snowflake right. turned around Snowflake. that that morning. Uh, Best yeah. Buy. Incredible. Best Buy, I know you noticed some Best of the, Buy yep, was yep. really extra. Dix. Dix was down 17%. I'm like, I'm talk, going back and forth to Dix people. They're saying, like, down 17% is like our best quarter. Best Buy, she did an amazing quarter, Barry. And then the next day, you know, it opens down big, and it's yielding five, and, and the numbers turn out to be good. I mean, it was crazy. People who move first are idiots. I just, there yeah, they are. Idiots. Mm, that's nice. They're sound and fury. Tail told by a signifying answer, signifying nothing. nothing. Yes. Signifying nothing. Yes. That's the people who trade before they listen to the conference call. They're just so there. I'm flunking them. <laughs> They're not getting the graduation. I went to graduation Georgetown. How was it? What was it? classes of 20, 21, and 22? Oh, wow. Wow, wow it I was know. just a madhouse. Yeah. It was great. I, no one was dancing at the Washington Hilton until I paid the uh, DJ for timber, and then I got the whole thing going. <laughs> well, you got, you got us dancing. It's good to have you back, Jim. Uh, what a nice A block now that Kramer's back at the desk. When we come back, uh, Nelson Peltz uh, appointed to Unilever's board. We'll talk about investor activism in the spotlight today. Got some calls on Estee Lauder, American Eagle, Zoom, uh, and a bunch of names in the e-commerce and online travel space. As we look at futures, we're back in a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. Unilever's up sharply in the pre-market. The consumer giant naming activist investor Nelson Peltz to the board as a non-executive director. Peltz's try-in fund management holds a 1.5% stake in Unilever, whose shares have fallen more than 20% from year-ago levels. We've mentioned Nelson a few times these yeah, last look, few weeks. He came in at Proctor, which is a, a club name. It's, again, we're recommending talking about it at the Thursday conference call. What I find amazing about this is that it really, when he came into Proctor, they were in many ways underperforming, particularly in emerging markets. And it, Nelson helped turn around emerging markets. Nelson's done a lot of great work there. Uh, David, you know more than anyone that, that there was a level of discipline that Nelson could bring. He does a lot of homework. Unilever needs that homework. Unilever has fallen behind pretty much everywhere. You know, and that's the question, is it is it, it's a different opportunity than P&G represented in yes. some ways in terms of the issues in front of them. Uh, the brands may not be as strong, some would argue, as P&G's. I think that's true. Or does true. it require a wholesale change in terms of the approach to the corporation, even as much as bulking up and then splitting? Well, you know, they, they tried to buy... The consumer stuff of Glaxo, that was, that was very disappointing. It was a, it was poorly executed. It was a fiasco, frankly. It was, yeah, it was odd. Right. We talked a lot about it. Neither side, I mean, why Glaxo said no also, though, was kind of interesting. Yes. Using to go the public market route, which well, is still unclear. That's going to create more value. Another fiasco, perhaps. Yeah. One of the things that Peltz did, he's going to be on compensation committee, was directly make it so that units were responsible for their own P&L. Right. And that mattered tremendously. Now, I mean, Carl, there was a really interesting piece about today about whether in the Wall Street Journal about does, should Mayo be the subject of uh, some sort of ESG? Of course, they meant that as a uh, metaphor for all of their products. Now, Unilever has been ever since Paul Pullman was in, Unilever has been at the forefront. But does it really help or is it just good? And I think that one of the problems Unilever has is uh, I think it's great that they're good. I think they're doing the right thing. But in the interim, Proctor's just come in and changed the way they do business overseas. And when you listen to what Proctor's done overseas, it's crushed this company that owned overseas. So I think that now it's funny. Now Peltz is, I mean, he wasn't, he's not anti-Proctor because he liked Proctor, but he's going up against the, people could say he's a turncoat. Yeah. Well, listen, Proctor was a, was a great investment. And for he them. won. And, and they did well. Now, we know other names that uh, have not gone as well for Tryon. Obviously, GE is one that we, we talk about a lot. So you have to um, be negative on, you, 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 on a day where... I'm trying to be fair and, and point out that I don't really know Tryon's numbers the last five years, how strong they are. They're very good. I got Tryon's numbers. Yes, what are they, they are. Let me see them. No, I don't have them with me. Do you really know what they are? Yes, I do, because I went through this ridiculous thing where Goldman gave me some numbers that were wrong. Okay. Don't you remember that? So you'll show them to me off camera later. I will show you anything I you want. Know what those numbers well, are, we did I have, haven't seen them. We had the filing on Wendy's last week. That was also interesting, right? Wendy stopped um, tweeting because my wife Lisa's. We switched to the chicken sandwich, no baconator. I saw the and picture of, of Lisa with the I, baconator. I th- no, that wasn't the baconator. It was a chicken oh, sandwich. Oh, it was a chicken sandwich. It's a baconator. It's a whole new regime. Sorry. Wendy's is getting crushed here. Well, yeah, that was trying last week, saying they may do something with the company that involves a change of control of some kind. Obviously, they've been an investor since 2005 in Wendy's. 
Um, but Unilever is going to be interesting. One, director, one yep. director can make a difference, certainly in the case of Pelts and P&G. We saw that to Comes a certain extent. Comes in with extent. more homework than anybody By else. the way, I know there's some people out there thinking, God, you know, what, what, don't they have age restrictions? No age limits. Smart. Age restrictions. For directors. We have them here. Most companies have them here in the States, but not, not over there. Well, that's good because you it got a lot good. of talent. You got a lot of wisdom. That suddenly, yeah, that's yeah. suddenly doing what? Nothing. Crossword puzzles. Yes. Yeah, no. Home. Thank you. Right? Yeah. Pelts is not a guy who can sit home. He's, 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 no. Go, go, go. He sure is. We'll get the opening bell here in just about nine minutes. Uh, we'll count down to that. Again, coming off that up week, breaking that uh, streak of seven weekly losses and the best week for the S&P since November 2020. Don't go away. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Seven minutes before we get started with uh, trading for the week, even though it is a Tuesday. Let's get in our first mad dash as well as we count you down to that opening bell. CrowdStrike's a name you've talked about a lot. Yes. Now, CrowdStrike is reported on Thursday. The reason why this is important is, is that this must be, this is a company that's profitable. This has to turn around. This is last week's NVIDIA. Uh, George Kurtz, he will beat the numbers. It's profitable. But look at this. When did they when did they report earnings? On Thursday. On Thursday. And what I like is is that this could be the signal, the key to the market this week, so to speak. Are we going to continue to get tech companies where the estimates have come down but not enough? Company does better than expected, and people say, you know what? All clear. But aren't they in a somewhat unique and insulated area? Well, um, I mean, they are. They're unbelievable. Palo Alto. Palo Alto's better. Oh, I shouldn't say better. That's that's unfair. They're different, but they both do very well. Uh, CrowdStrike is is not is cloud native, but I, I will say this, David: this company is profitable, is doing everything right, and I want to see a company like this rally on news that is good but not great enough. That's the signal again that tech is overdone, and a lot of people are talking about tech being overdone on the downside. Amazon, people are saying it's overdone on the downside. Yeah. Meta had a huge week last week. Is it time to buy them? Yes. Really? Alphabet, fantastic. Meta, terrific. Amazon now going to co- deliver a terrific quarter, I think. Apple, we have to find out because Apple's locked in. All right. Well, we're going to talk a lot more about those names, of course, uh, as we get you closer to an opening bell. By the way, uh, you can uh, always catch us anytime, anywhere. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're back after this. I support tightening 
policy by another 50 basis points for several meetings. In particular, I am not taking 50 basis points, 50 basis point hikes off the table until I see inflation coming down closer to our 2% target. And by the end of this year, I support having the policy rate at a level above neutral so that it is reducing demand for products and labor, bringing those items more in line with supply and thus help reining in inflation. We're going to get a lot of Fed speak uh, this week, but that is Waller kicking us off over the weekend, basically taking some steam out of the hopes of a September pause, Jim. Oh, we can't. I mean, she's right. Everything is up. And, and you need to have the discipline to make it so that uh, the lumber and apparel moves over to some other things. Uh, there are a lot of people in the, who think in the stock market it's happening already, but you have to. I mean, there's just way too much inflation in the system. Uh, and if it weren't for the numbers, which is 5% raised versus 9% inflation, then I'd say fine. But no, they kind of pass neutral. That's okay with me. Yeah. Remember, I favor 100 basis points, which very few people do. But I want to shock it because we can't let everybody. I mean, you have to take a look. There's a note today. Uh, PPG and, and Sherwin-Williams Credit Suisse. Now, uh, people are they're selling those stocks in part because people feel rising rates are going to cause things to slow. Yes, we need rising rates to slow. Maybe that's how the autos get their semiconductors. Things have to slow. And the guy who's in charge of slowing is Jay Powell. So let's slow it and get it. So he saw the president talking about 500,000 job creation down 150,000. That means a lot less wage inflation, but maybe there'll be a lot less commodity. Yeah. Well, we're going to get a jobs number on Friday, and we'll see if uh, average hourly earnings continue to soften a bit, which would be a big piece of the puzzle. Well, I think that what we're going to see when things soften a bit, David, what we're going to see is maybe that's why people like Dollar Tree and Dollar General. The margins were great. I'm glad you mentioned them because we did not cover them very closely on Friday. Margins were really fast. And, and as you point out, they were strong. A very, and adding to this mixed picture in retail that very we've seen nice. over the last few weeks, started off with Walmart and Target, not good. No. Concerns, obviously, that shared through the broader market as well about inflationary impact, supply chain. But then you had some retailers doing very well. You pointed out Dick's, which... Looked bad, been good. Number, I couldn't believe it. Um, William Sonoma, crazy. William right? Sonoma. Let's talk about Macy's. that for a second. Which one? Macy's. Macy's he Nordstrom. had the right apparel. William yeah. Sonoma had uh, was supposed to be the company hurt the most by the uh, the build out, the finished build out of your work from home. We're not finished building out. We're just beginning to realize that all of work has changed. I mean, when you get together with people, it's very. I mean, we come in every day. Oh, this we is, are now such an oddity. Yeah, this is the sea, this is the seminal change. We'll look back. Is that on, your next on the stock? Pandemic. No, it might be. Might be. It should be. Yeah, the, the way people work has changed forever. Well, younger period. people are telling you what to do. But younger people, I think a lot of younger people want to be in the office. It's that it's the middle age where you, uh, it, where you've got kids who are younger. You have a commute. You're like, forget it. If I don't have to go in, I'm never going back. But. How younger about, people have to go in. They have to. That's the only way they can get mentored. Younger people are not going. They're not going in Fridays. Develop relationships that matter. A lot of people just simply do not work Fridays anymore in this country. That's or true. Or they claim to. But uh, until the labor cycle is repealed, at some point, leverage will return to the employer. Well, right now, right. it's just the opposite. Right now, I was with some younger people uh, when I was at George, Georgetown uh, graduation for 2021-22. And they were telling me, look, uh, we tell our bosses. We don't work Fridays. 
and they tell us, well, uh, No, it's true. They've okay. lost the battle. Because we pointed this out. No, because there's no, look, if there were more people, they would tell them to take a hike. Right. Instead, they, 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 they can't find more people. But, but I think many people. of those graduates and the businesses they work for will suffer if they do not go into the office regularly. Part of the problem continues to be that when they do go in, there's nobody else there. You need to have the people there who are actually going to mentor you and or just the things you pick up as a result of being around other people. Otherwise, what's the point? Well, I have no idea how the investment banks do it, but here's what I keep hearing. People are in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. They take long weekends. They take four day, They have yeah. four-day weekends. Everybody yes. is... I mean, even in France, they work for it. Now we got, we got three-day people. And it's not about COVID necessarily anymore. Oh, that, that not was just true. No, I mean, not I, I, Have you seen some of these charts of, like, infection fatality versus the flu? We're basically at or below yeah. seasonal flu, even but, for older uh, Americans. I, I think that we... Thankfully, that's, that's, if you are yes, fully that, vaccinated, that's right? That's your view, but what's happened is... I think it has much more to do with the fact that you, we can't afford to fire you because we can't find one, someone else to hire. But to Carl's it, point, things are changing a bit. We've talked, Jim, lately about software engineers may not make as much no, in 2022 are, right. or even 23 as they did in 21. Right. Um, those, we're seeing right. some layoffs. We're seeing some no, layoffs now. It's Silicon Valley where we're seeing more people who have to pivot and do some other things. I think that there are too many engineers. Mark Zuckerberg has basically just said, look, why do I have to hire these young engineers and teach them when I can hire level two engineers? And they're all ready. There are a lot of companies out there that overhired. They did. Including Amazon overhired. And that's why I say Amazon can have a better quarter because well, they can. And they it, can over, have different it overbuilt as well. Overbuilt. Which sort of brings us to Jeffries today, Jim. Uh, they cut numbers on, let's see, e commerce, eBay, Etsy, Yelp, uh, Carvana cut numbers. Uh, Airbnb booking Expedia trip cut numbers on, on what they call the macro storm. Yeah, I disagree with that. that you know, they're going to do more than a billion dollars cash flow Airbnb. I'm not going to be going against that. But I do like some of those other calls. I mean, uh, you've seen the savings rates back at 4-4. Four, four. Uh, we got U.K. credit card usage uh, soared this month, most since 05. We're going to start to see that here. Right, but uh, the, we've got commercial, we have mortgages. The default rate uh, in some parts of the economy is just nil. So uh, I still feel that things, this is one of the reasons why I'm bullish. Uh, I've got to tell you, I think the banks are undervalued. Because if you have a situation where you know rates are going to go up 50, 50, 50, and you don't have delinquencies, then I think that move from J.P. Morgan is going to be reflected in other stocks. J.P. Morgan had a pretty good day. That was good. J.P. Morgan was doing well after that, that talk a- by Jamie Dimon. After their analyst day, yeah. yeah. But, Jim, we still got a lot of people talking about a recession. Banks don't always do well during that. No, but I, I'm not. I'm talking about a if we have recession, gentle and mild. You know, kind of like gentle and mild. soap or something. Like Dove. Dove, yes, like Dove. Isn't that a Unilever product? Unilever product. Yes. Uh, I, I, like Ivory. Yes. He's got Unilever. He's already promoting you. Yes. Unilever. Boy, you don't stop. No, I don't. No, you no. never stop. Never. See this JP Morgan? What the hell is that down? I, hey, so, by the way, PNC's down badly. That's well, maybe on these reports that Credit Suisse is looking to bolster some capital, uh, maybe a billion francs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, that made the wires earlier they, this morning. Yep. They are serial. They had some companies. They just can't stop getting there. in their own way. Santander's like the best bank. Yeah. But CS is amazing. What do you know amazing. about Monty Nothing. Other than what you've Very told good. me. Very good. That's yeah. all I wanted to know. Yeah, the Italian right. bank Since that you've Sienna, talked about. It's the oldest bank in the world, yes. and you don't even care. No, I don't. How about Senator Warren 
a plan to crack down on blank check deals. Hello. I think it's a little late on Hello. That. Yeah. Hey, that's the horse out of the barn, huh? Yeah, I think so. Some of these are now like they're, they're too small to talk about. There was one that was at 10 on Thursday and was one on Friday. She didn't get that's the memo. She didn't get the memo. Yeah, she needs not. to look at the SPAC indexes that we've well, created. Just, it's simple. Said, talks about a proliferation. Tells the story. Well, it's better later than never, is it? Or maybe it's better than never. I don't know. She don't wants know. to do the SPAC Accountability Act. It's called the market. The market was the SPAC Accountability Act. It's a good Act. one, actually. Yeah, yes, you right? should say that next time she comes I, on. Well, there it is. I'm There's happy. The SPAC I, I have 50. one right now. That's the only one that's looking good still. That's before you actually do anything. And after that, it's all downhill. That's once you, we need. We need once you announce your deal, or even chart. two years after your there deal is. closes, oh, there you go. you're horrible. There's a good chart. Wow. Just right there. Okay. Um, I don't think it matters because I think the market has said... You know what? We're not going to take any more of these. But boy, some people made. I was with a couple of guys made spa, had spacs over a week, over vacation. I know, so that, but there were two people about that spacs. They so were like jealous of each other. Sixty are looking for a deal. Still something. I'm trying to remember the number we did last week. What are they buying with the five or six? I, I I don't know what the, what they're going to buy. That's the question. Many of them will probably fail to buy anything and to, and then return the money. Before I got my contract, someone came up to me and said, Jim. Uh, We'd like to buy you. I said, for what? For SPAC. Really? 13th Amendment. Can't do that. Buy me. They, they can't discount your future cash flow and make it's a... It's like, what, are you crazy? I mean... You go public through a SPAC. Yeah. I, no, I, I work for CNBC. Yes, you do. You are right? bought and paid for, so owned forever by CNBC. Every last bit of you, from your <laughs> fingernails ticker, ticker to Mad your... Ticker MAD or JJC? One of the two, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, how about those drug stocks? <laughs> I do want to. I do want to get you on energy today because we do have this uh, Russian embargo in the EU. It's taking shape. We got to 119, Jim. We have last time above 120 was March 9th. Well, look, I mean, we, the Russians, really have Europe. They haven't started natural gas yet. That's really why the market's down. Other than the fact that the president wants to have Medicare. Oh my God, I can't believe they're still. You're never going to get that through. What is the point? Of suggesting things that aren't going to get through, the Medicare is not going to be able. It's not going to be able to negotiate because the Senate. But I think that oil is triggering this this decline. I want to buy the decline because in the end, oil is unnaturally up here at this point. They will figure out Europe. It's, it's natural gas that I'm worried about. That's that's where the rubber is the road because natural gas is how you make. Uh, that's how they make all their chemical. Germany's ruled by the chemical companies. Uh, that's heating oil. So I just think this is where you want to buy. Markets, uh, markets knocking down tech on oil. That's a mistake. And by the way, can I just tell you that Snap, Carl, is apropos of nothing. <laughs> like, Snap. I mean, the, the, Snap is not, I mean, TikTok beats Snap. Reels is beating Snap. Snap gives you no ROI. Snap is yesterday. Well, it took the market a day to figure that out. Yeah. They, tur- they tried. For a few days, day two, yeah. 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 Evan Spiegel. Evan Spiegel, yeah. Stock is down again, 5 the, I, I miss the old days, the cocky old days. And then he, got, he became a statesman. Kind yeah. Of, it's right? still a very popular platform. But not for advertisers, David. Well, speaking of media, we have not yet mentioned Top Gun Maverick. Uh, no. Record Memorial Day opening ever. Uh, good news for Paramount, AMC, IMAX. Over half of moviegoers at the film gym were over 35. That hardly ever happens with well, a blockbuster. They remember the original, which I like, 
Uh, look, I, I think that people are doing things, they're going out, they're going out to dinner. The market today is reflecting one thing only, which is uh, oil, which is therefore driving interest rates up, which I think is a mistake. I think that, again, I think that we are in an interesting position to buy drug stocks because the president's not going to be able to get them Medicare to negotiate. So every drug stock that's down 2 3 4% should be bought today. Buy them right now. You took it from Maverick to drug stocks in one <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Well, amazing. I'm trying to cover uh, a lot of things. You sure are. Unilever up three. Um, no, oh, no, you can see there no reaction from Paramount. Stock, though, is uh, an outlier. because But how about up, AMC? Up 11%. Disney's down 30% still. Fox is down 5%. Warner Brothers Discovery is down 23%. Disney was up 10 points last week. My capital stock owns it. Yeah. Going to talk about it at the club. Disney's one, one upgrade away from 120. One upgrade. Just one. One upgrade, really? Even an analyst we've never heard of? In this market, yeah. One upgrade. Yeah. What would that upgrade say, Jim? What would, would, it, say be, what would it say? Theme parks are doing great. You saw that people are going to the movies again. So Lightyear, Thor, ES- Love, and Thunder, right. yeah. ESPN, maybe surge pl- pricing for Adam Schefter's tweets. Surge pricing that morning, Sunday morning. Do you know I actually proposed that? <laughs> surge Is that like pricing. ludicrous? Like what, during a game, Adam's tweets oh, are? From, he, he, surge pricing from 8 until 12 for Adam Schefter's tweet. Going to his daughter's spot mitzvah on Saturday and propose that. Very nice. Get a little extra money for, for Shefty. He's been red hot. Has he? Oh, yeah, he's predicted almost everything. He's, he's not even allowed to predict because he knows all the answers. It's not predicting. It's reporting. It is reporting. I told yeah. you he was Marcus. Remember I said he was Marcus' best reporter and you said enough. You didn't agree with that? Well, I, I found that a little offensive, but maybe you could say in sports. How about the private equity companies? How about them, Jim? How about that? How about isn't that? Is that net? Why didn't Warren go after Pete? She's going after blank check. Uh, why do you say that? What triggered that thought in your mind? The, the P, there's, those stocks are down the most of everything other than drug stocks. So I'm wondering whether there's some sort of thing that the president's going to talk about. I don't think so. I mean, no? I, I am looking at Black Sun and Apollo. They are all down. Down bad. Why is that? Today. I'm not sure. We got a B-read update from Blackstone. They're still killing it. Took in another $2 billion. BlackRock is killing it. In, in that B-read. They're all April. killing it. Black Pebble's probably um, killing it. Yeah, they're all, they're all down a bit. Uh, pretty lousy open. Dow's down yes, 439. That's the point. Yeah. It's a lousy open. Uh, Chevron is the only Dow component in the green this morning. Uh, by the way, a quick reminder you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Just sign up and find out more at CNBC.com slash join the club or use the QR code on your screen. As for Treasuries, as we said, a lot of Fed speaks headed our way. We'll see what the headlines are out of this uh, Powell Yellen meeting at the White House. Uh, yields are down on the 10 year three weeks in a row, but today up across the curve, 284. Rick Santelli here, live at CME HQ with breaking news. Yes, we have our May read on Chicago PMI, expected to be in the mid-50s, much better than expected. 60.3, 60.3, we leap back over 60. That means now that three out of five reads this year are over 60. This is the best read, of course, since March when we are at 62.9, sequentially following 56.4, and it definitely underscores that we are starting to make progress and some of the information and news coming out of China should help in this regard. We also have consumer confidence coming out at top of the hour and S&P CoreLogic housing prices year over year, another record. 
Squawk on the Street will return after these breaks. Here's the bottom line. I know it's tough to believe anything positive at this moment, but I said the same thing in April of 2020, and that's when Larry Williams made one of the best bottom calls I have ever seen. Once again, when we look at people who are historians who know the technicals, who are statisticians, who are also engineers, and this guy's the best, and he says, this is it, you know what? I wouldn't bet against him. I trust his predictions more than I despise this market. Yeah, it's... Seven straight weeks down, and Larry Williams said it's going to be the biggest week that we've had. We had the biggest week since 2020. Stay tuned tonight. I've followed up with Larry, but i got to tell you, I would sense that you should buy, not sell, if you're talking to Larry this morning. So I do think that uh, you got another opportunity here. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's contested. I'm Mike Wilson this morning. We stand by 3,400. Well, Mike's going, you know, look, we still love fire and ice. I thought, look, Mike's been right. Uh, but it's possible to have a bull market within a bear market. And I'm going to go with Larry over Mike right here, the Fire and Ice Coalition, uh, kind of like the Fire and Straw Coalition right now. Remember that one, Richard Nixon? No. Yeah, Nixon. Yeah, my no. nephew and I were talking about bringing him back. But, you know, when we, the more we delved into it, the more we realized it's best that he not. Nixon. Yeah. Well, he's been dead for some time. No, no, true. But I'm saying that you don't want to. Unless you've been talking to Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> going to bring Nixon back. It's Igor. Nixon, Nixon's not coming back. There's just too much evidence that maybe he was not a great president. Although foreign policy, open China. Well, no, that Rated looks... The EPA. EPA, yeah. Wouldn't really fit in his party these days. No, Clean Water Act, Clean Air Act. Yep. No, he would be the... Gar- also also, guaranteed also wanted to act on guns. That came out... Actually, that was interesting this weekend. Even handguns. Well, you're a pro-Nixon. I didn't know. I'm going to go to the lab, try and bring Nixon back. Well, that, yeah. you know, you're on your own on that one, part. Yeah. You're going to have, go in there. You're going to have Salesforce as well. Yes, and, and I've got HP. Uh, look, these are at the crux. Are PCs really that bad? Is software, ooh, Benioff could tell the tale. Look at that stock. That's been a dog. Uh, i got to tell you, I think I'm with Larry Williams here. Watch tonight. I think you're getting an opportunity right here, right now, to do some buying. Oh, you got Salesforce. Is that, is that numbers? That is, right? Yes, that's okay, numbers. sorry. Right. Good. Right. Because no, he I was s- on with Sarah from Davos yeah. talking about that trees. That crushed me. Yeah. Couldn't talk the quarter, though. Couldn't talk the quarter, no. though. You're going to get the news. That's right. important. They did chatting about general things. Yes. I actually am about the <laughs> money. Correct. Because I am about the money. You are all about the money. That's right. You are money. You're so money. So money. I like being all money. <laughs> because it's a business <laughs> channel. If uh, I were on ESPN, it would be bad if I were all money. Dow is down almost 400. Let's get to Bob Bassani this morning. Hey, Bob. Good morning, guys. A happy Monday. Uh, we're scraping along the bottom, but it was a really poor open. Almost 9 to 1 declining to advancing stocks. Take a look at the uh, sectors. Uh, energy's holding up. You know, oil's at the highest level since March. We're knocking at 118, 119 right now. Staples down. Tech's down, although Amazon was up earlier. Alphabet was up earlier. Uh, uh, most of the big industrials are down, including a lot of the airlines. Now, take a look at the de- biggest decliners on the S&P. It doesn't look like they have any relationship to each other. It's kind of an uh, unusual group. But these are all stocks that had great moves last week. Lilly was at a 52-week high on Friday. The airlines had good moves up. The home, home builders had good moves up after a, a terrible month earlier. And even Ulta Beauty was a big outperformer last week. These are the bigger decliners, which is interesting. So it's, it's 
two steps forward and one step back. Sell the winners once again. In terms of the outperformers, I'm looking at the May 20th bottom. There's a few notable winners here. Retail had a tremendous move off of the bottom. Uh, energy did too. Tech generally has been a good performer. Banks, remember the S&P was up about 6.5% from the bottom. Uh, I'm using the May 20th close. The underperformers, uh, a little worse there, industrials, consumer staples, communication services, healthcare, more defensive sectors, as you see, uh, including the consumer staples and healthcare, uh, underperform. So in terms of where we are right now, the big three that I like to watch, the China, the reopening continues for China, Shanghai reopening continues, Beijing's avoided major lockdowns, China's taking steps to stimulate the economy. There's your unequivocal unequivocal positive right now. Russia, Ukraine, still commodity prices remain elevated, no resolution there. And it's too soon to call peak inflation. I mean, there are some signs inflation may be peaking, but we don't know how much it's going to be slowing. And that's what we need. So we have a sense maybe the Federal Reserve has at least stopped moving the goal line on us, but that could change if inflation does not slow down. Uh, I know Jim was talking about uh, uh, Larry being optimistic. The technical guys over the weekend were pretty cautious that I saw. I, I've been reading Lowry for many, many years. They're the oldest technical analysis service in the United States. They said the problem is that thus far it's all sizzle and no stake. There is no true leadership observed, only stronger rebounds in the hardest hit sectors and Though improved, the weight of evidence does not yet support a firm, sustainable bottom uh, at this time. So what, what would change it? We need some better economic data that shows slowing, but not too much. So we're going to get three big data points this week. We're going to get the ISM manufacturing number. That'll be out tomorrow. Then on Friday, we're going to get ISM services and the May jobs report. Both of the uh, uh, ISM numbers are in the 50s, showing expansion, but not too much. So it's good. We're looking for Goldilocks here. If you show too strong, then they're going to keep raising. If it's too weak, then you're going to get fears of a stagflation situation. So you really have to thread the needle very carefully on the economic data at this point. And, Carl, I think that uh, we'll see those uh, May jobs report. Uh, what are we looking at? 320-some thousand. We had 420 the month before. So there's going to be some slowing. But again, you got to thread that needle and make everybody happy. It's slowing, but it's not slowing too much. That's going to be what we're going to be watching this week. Carl, back to you. Yeah, Bob, Bob well said. Uh, and by the way, it reminds us, Atlanta Fed, Jim, still looking for a positive quarter. And we didn't mention core PCE from Friday and that, that sub-5% print first of the year. Look, I still believe that these are the beginning that Jay Powell wins. It's going to take a little time, uh, but he will win. And I think that we're seeing cracks in the pro-inflation case. Now, today, by the way, uh, bonds, when you see these rates, you're going to see mortgage rates go up again. So, you know, put an end to the 20%. Dave, this is the end of the 20% increase. Mortgage rates going up big. This is people making one last run? before One last run yeah. with a lock-in from April, and then that's it, middle of the month, and you're going to find people say, hey, you know, wait a second, it's $40 more a month. Maybe, I, maybe I'll wait. And then when you break housing, you start to break a lot of other things? Thank you. Housing punches above its weight. Well put. Okay, really well put. That but, th but that's what you said. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I love being back. It's just, a, just good. Uh, Dow is down 320 uh, off the initial lows of the session. S&P 4121. Uh, we'll be back after a break. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. 
like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.